0: Everybody, and welcome to episode number 128 of the Rewatch Project with Hannah and Mike, where we will be covering the 22nd episode of season five of Marvel's Agents of Shield, <laughs> namely the episode "The End," uh, the season finale of season five. I feel so like um... we need the Doors song on here. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, baby, like <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> um. And, uh, I always remember. Uh, this is one of those weird, random things that I was I remember weird, for no reason. Weird
1: random is it? I,
0: I I always it is weird and random. I always remember Karl McClelland being on Terry Wogan the chat show in the UK. Yeah, and he was there promoting, cross promoting season two of Twin Peaks and The Doors, where he played Ray Manzarek. Yeah, and he tells his story about how um, they had to learn um, the keyboard but he had to learn, well, the, basically the actors had to learn how to play the parts of the songs and there was a band playing wogan that day so wogan and he was obviously rehearsed but wogan was like well do you want to go They'll play like my fire and you can go and play the keyboard you know because obviously there's, there's the famous da, 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 and yeah. he does all that but i'll never forget it was it was a perfect version of like my fire but for some bizarre reason the um the band decided to add a backing vocal they had these two backing singers and on the chorus, it was like, "Come on, baby, light my fire. Come on and light my fire. Come on, baby, light my fire. Come on and light my fire." And like, even now when I hear like my five other doors, I hear this incongruously cheery backing vocal. It's, like, it's a bit like uh, James's thing about the backing vocalists on Skyfall with, I oh, well, the Skyfall," <laughs> you know, like, the sort of. Barbershop quartet guys <laughs> peering round the door, like the bad horse guys on, uh, <laughs> and it's like anytime yeah. I hear Skyfall now, I I think of that. Um, but yes, yeah, so this is the end, my friend, um, uh, to actually go back to the door. Just I'm to this season, don't worry.
1: Uh,
0: it is just to this season. But I mean, it, it, it's worth pointing out that you know there was they thought this was going to be the end of the show, and that they it's um it's two season reprieve um, was. I mean, I I think the the reprieve happened before it aired. I remember that because I remember really distinctly living in our first house in New Zealand and us watching um, season five and then me saying, oh, they've just announced that they're actually doing two more seasons. Having said that, we did actually watch it. We binged it after it finished. Yeah,
1: we we waited. So
0: I, I think the announcement came... I pretty much I could be wrong here, and I'd be really interested to know. Jack <laughs> silver Surrounder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need
1: your background knowledge here.
0: But I, I get the feeling that um, they didn't find out certainly until after they'd gone into production on the finale. Um, right. But I don't know whether it was announced before it aired or uh, or what. But mm. but there was a you know they wrote and certainly did pre-production on this episode thinking this was going to be the end of the end of the show hoping it wasn't and I think that they still felt like they had story to tell but they were fashioning it it's a bit like one of those ones like the final episode of Angel is a good example of this the final episode of season three of the Orville did this as well where it's a kind of have your cake and eat it episode where there's a sense of closure yeah um, but there's still plenty more to go you know and as luck would have it you know they the, the show does get renewed for two more shorter seasons um, but uh, that's the episode we're talking about tonight. And um, who are the key creatives on this episode, Hannah? Uh,
1: well, I think it will be of no surprise to learn that it's directed by Jed Whedon. Yep. And written by husband and wife, writing team.
0: Hannah and Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I can't be believe the they let us episode. do that. <laughs> like, they were like, they were all down with flu. <laughs> and they emailed us.
1: Um, and we went, Jed, Mike. No problem. We've got this. We'll sort it. We've so, got this.
0: So we apologise for the hardcore sexuality uh, <laughs> the, the, and, uh, that's in this episode. And it's the very... fact
1: that Mac always says that he cannot abide being dead. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's a weird episode, if yeah. I remember correctly. But yeah.
1: uh, uh, Yes, so written by Jed Whedon and Marissa Tancheron.
0: Yes, that it is. So yeah. uh, there we go. A couple of quick bits of housekeeping. Um, obviously, we will be um, following this episode with our Sorbet episodes. Um we will tell you at the end of the show. I think that's probably a nice way of doing it. What those are going to be, and it'll give Please. me it'll well, it'll give me time to actually think of what mine are going to be. Um,
1: I know what mine are. Organized.
0: Uh, you are very organized. Um, but for those who don't know what it is, is um, we have a uh, two picks each uh, episodes of TV shows or um, movies or just some, something that we want to watch or rewatch and discuss. Um, and um, we do that really as, as the name suggests, as a bit of a palate cleanser, just to give us a, a break and, um, I guess, work back up our enthusiasm for launching back into Marvel's of Shield and hopefully bringing on not some that new it listeners. Really
1: no, too no, much, but, but yeah. I think it's good.
0: I think I think by the time we've done it, we're really keen to, Absolutely. Uh, you know, really keen, not just merely keen, even. Um, so. So yes, so we will do that. A um, couple of quick reminders that we do appreciate feedback at rewatchprojectpodcast at com, and you can also um, interact with us on Instagram and Twitter assuming you're still around by the time this episode comes out where we are at rewatchproj that's rewatch P-R-O-J on both of those platforms and also if you listen to us on YouTube um, then uh, we would appreciate that and uh, I, I'd like I, I definitely want to start doing more stuff on YouTube like not just putting out the audio like um you know, shorts, and uh, I don't mean wearing shorts, although I am wearing shorts, strangely <laughs> enough, uh, but I'm not going to put that on video because I've got... i um, have got m- great legs. I've got knobbly English legs, so... Uh, no, they're fabulous. great legs. Um, so, uh, bloody Raquel Welch. <laughs> well, they're a bit hairy, Raquel Welch, <laughs> well,
1: but they're good legs.
0: I would hope so. You can leave comments on YouTube as well, um, but I thought also it might be fun. Maybe we could do one of the... Um, just Because I do tend to see that um, more people t- tend to um, interact with YouTube if there's actually video content on there as well. So maybe we could do some video content at some point. But, yes, yeah, so if uh, you leave us any feedback there and it feels like something that could be read out on the show, then we will certainly do that. And also please do check out our friend shows, namely Chinistroker versus Punter, um, his film, her movie, Film Bastards, Entertainment Landfill, The Good, The Bad, and The Odd, and Talk Without Rhythm podcast. Uh, And we appreciate reviews on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. So, Hannah, before we get into this, because I think we're going to have a lot to say Mm -hmm. about this episode, um, any feedback? Uh,
1: Just the one piece of feedback uh, from Jack Dubs on episode 21. Uh, He says, a great penultimate episode to what I consider to be my favourite season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Coulson whips out the trusty Hollow Shield and snogs May. What's not to love? Sad to see Carl Creel go, but I suspect that he was a victim of the whole. This could be the final season.
0: Yeah, board. yeah, absolutely. I think I said as much on the episode actually mm. that it feels that they didn't want to leave that thread hanging. Uh, and I think yeah, that if yeah, they, that I think maybe the if they knew he wasn't, I
1: think he would have stuck around if, well, if I, they knew.
0: And also, obviously, I won't spoiler it, but um, I think he would actually have fit really well into season six. I can almost yeah. see how they could have fit him in, but it is what it is.
1: It is what it is. Yeah,
0: it is what it is, and it's funny you mentioned season five is his favorite season. But that's that's all. I mean, for me, I, I feel like I feel like season three and four are the peak of the show. Having said that, you know, I really like season one. I think there's a kind of pleasing simplicity. It's a little bit like I mean, Hannah and I are watching the X Files at the moment, and like I always do with these shows, I kind of hand wave the first season. I've been saying to Hannah, look, you know, there are there'll be like two or three sketchy episodes really and then a good episode, and does then does this by um, way. but. Having said that, I'm finding that even the sketchy episodes, I'm kind of enjoying in a kind of Bovril watch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just in a sort of – it's not – I've forgotten the simple pleasure of a nice 40-minute story with a beginning, middle, and an end. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although we are are getting to the point where the mythology episodes are starting to come a little bit thicker and faster now than they were. Um, But – but season one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is like that. I, I just really enjoyed just the sort of shiny phase one mm. of it all. Um,
1: I think for me, um, the uh, I thought season three was my favourite when we went into the rewatch of it. Um, and I still love um, the episode 4722 yeah. hours. It's such a great episode. Um and I really enjoy that early stage of season three, but I think seasons four and five have definitely, uh, you know, um, gone up in my estimations mm. on rewatch. I, I mean, I loved them first time round, but I think they've they've been um, far more meaningful for me second time round. Well, I, I
0: I remember really liking season seven.
1: Yeah, I really um, love season seven, but
0: I think I think season one is the season for me that improved the most on rewatch. And this is the we haven't said this for a while, but I think that that was the season that benefits from the knowing it's a good show. Yeah. I think when you're watching it Very and you're like, so. and you've got the standalones and you're thinking, is this what the show's going to be? Is it basically going to be CSI with like a little bit of superheroes? Mm. But when you know that the show is going to grow and that. Fitz and Simmons aren't always going to be the kind of the nerdy guys or you know the computer tech guys. You can actually find I find much more enjoyment in those early and that, and, and that's that's and why think they
1: had more of an idea of what they were doing. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't like they had, they knew where they wanted those characters to go.
0: Yeah, and you can see that they were doing that. It just takes time. Yeah. But that but again, that's that's why I kind of um, make that comparison with The X-Files because now I'm watching season one after having seen the show and I know where it goes and I know that it's good. I can kind of relax and just enjoy those silly episodes. And, well, uh,
1: I mean, I don't know where it goes. I haven't, having never watched it, but I'm really enjoying season one of The X-Files. Just We've got, we're nearly through season one. Yeah, but it, it's just... Um, it has, like, I, I'm enjoying getting to grips with uh, Mulder and Scully's relationship, and I like the fact that the Monster of the Week or whatever kind of episode you want to call it, because they are self-contained, it gives you, like, it's easy to watch them and kind of concentrate on their relationship because you know the story's going to wrap up in one. Episode. Yeah, you're not
0: having to invest in this big web. Well,
1: yeah, you're not sort of having to go right. Okay, keep a mental note of that because this is a story arc or whatever. Yeah, you can just kind of let it wash over you. Yeah, and and focus more on how they're interacting with each other. Yeah, just the and, chemistry between yeah, the characters. Yeah, and sort of that. And side it's of kind thing.
0: of unique as well. I mean, I think it's interesting. Not, and I'll end this tangent in a moment, but it's a little bit like what Mark says. Good about the odd about it being a bit like uh, Emma Peel and Steed from the original Avengers series, in the way that you get the impression that they love each other, but that it's just not a romantic love. Mm. It's 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 sort of transcends that. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So um, we will be um, getting onto um, a couple of you know non Shield bits of business over the next few weeks. But we do hope that the people who uh, are here for the Shield will stay for the sorbet. Um, Absolutely. and also what I would suggest is um, and I'll say this again at the end is it would be great to get um, feedback on what people thought of this season in general in the next episode so what I would say is that if you are an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan who listens to the show primarily for that content it might be worth um, listening to the next few episodes anyway for the feedback sections because we will continue yeah, there we, will still be S.H.I.E.L.D. content Yeah. I'm
1: hoping Silver Surfer um, Right, in because uh, we had no feedback from the last episode, and quite frankly, I'm gutted.
0: <gasps> oh my goodness. Um, ah. I only posted it yesterday, though, I think, didn't
1: I? I don't know,
0: but yeah. you know, come on. Wow, very needy. <laughs> wow, I'm very needy. Um, I was supposed to say give her an inch, but then that's not a great thing for us to say, is <laughs> it? <laughs> um, anyway, on that note, <laughs> on that note of self-deprecation, um, we are going to hit pause. We're going to watch uh, the end, and then we will return and give you our thoughts on that, and then reveal what our sorbet episodes are going to be. Uh, assuming I have decided what mine are going to be, so at the
1: very least, you will know what mine you will. Be, yes, the
0: bare minimum, you will know what Hannah's are. So uh, we're going to hit pause, and we'll be back with you shortly. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome to Film Bastards, a podcast where three friends, two of them married, and two of them podcasting life partners, chat everything from new releases, trailers, news, and an eclectic mix of other film goodies, oh, and many, many, many tangents. You can find them by searching your podcast provider, or check them out on Twitter and Instagram by searching Film Bastards. You never know, you might like it, and if you don't, well, we don't really give a Y'all, y'all me. Y'all, y'all me. And we're back. We've just finished watching episode number 22 of season five of Marvel's Agents of the S.H.I.E.L.D., namely the season five finale, The End. So, Hannah, initial thoughts on this episode?
1: Um, if I didn't have such a cold, dark heart, I would have cried when um, Fitz died because... Oh, is that the
0: bit that would have got you? That would have got you?
1: The, well, the performance was... Just incredible, and I love how Ian DeCastica plays it. Um, with that, like the shaky hands, like that you get from adrenaline and pain, yeah. Um, and not quite knowing what's going on, and he's obviously trying to well, you
0: don't know how serious it is, you know. It's like like when you broke your leg, you know, it's you. You When you take a tumble, you're kind of like, you, you don't know. It takes a while to figure out what's actually happening.
1: Well, it's like, it wasn't until um, probably, oh, it was probably about four and a half hours after I'd done it, um, I started to shake and it was because, like, things had calmed down in terms of, um, you know, I was in hospital waiting, and but it, the, like the shock of it started mm. to set in. Um, it's quite interesting how your brain uh, kind of cushions you from what is the physical reality of your body yeah. when it's, it's in like shock.
0: A pr- it's a protection thing, Yeah, isn't
1: it? Um, not in shock, in trauma. Um, I, d- I just thought he did such a great job and the episode was just Flawless for me. It was so wonderful and emotional and action packed. And I like the fact that the um the kind of final fight with um Talbot isn't drawn out and unnecessarily. Well, it's not, not the focus of the episode. Yeah, like um they it, it, it it's it's just, it's nice and tight, you know, It it's, um, yeah, the focus really is on on family coming yeah. back together and, and kind of forgiving each other and also finding a way to move forward and um, making amends for bad behaviour yeah. and, yeah, just wonderful. And I love the fact that Mac is the one who was there with Fitz when he dies yes. because they needed that. That couple needed that as a kind of
0: to reconnect. And I think that by Simmons not being there, that helps fuel her determination that we see at the end of the episode. Yeah. You know, because what it does is it, it does a both in the case of the dangling thread of Fitz and Simmons, and we don't see Deke. No. You know, so we don't know what's happened with Deke. Um and the, the obviously with Coulson, oh, we assume
1: he's blinked out of his you, yeah. Well, yeah.
0: W- w- you could you can as you could assume that. Um, but in the case of both of those threads, what the show does is it, it's Butch and Sundance it, it, mm. it, Thelma and Louise is it, it. does that thing where you don't see them find Fitz, you don't see Coulson die. But you know that there's inevitability to both of them. So what it does is, on the one hand, it leaves things open for the show, but also I think it's quite a nice ending because it's it's like the end of Star Trek: The Next Generation. It's not a this is the end of the story. It's a this is the end of the story we're telling, but these their adventures are continuing. You know, yeah. and I think that that's a good uh, angel ends like that as well. Angel ends with a lot of people were like. Oh, God, it ends on a cliffhanger. And it's like, it doesn't. They knew that was going to be the last episode. They just chose to end the show with a. It's still happening. It's still. The stories are still happening. We're just not seeing them because right. the show's ended, you know? Uh, and there's a little bit of that. But the other thing as well, obviously, a lot of the subtextual stuff in this is a return to those themes of family and stuff. But I think the thing that's interesting is the big subtext of this episode is the show. Mm. There's a lot of a time where he talks about how you know we're heroes and like you know we're not. The subtext is we're not the Avengers, we're not we're not the MCU, we're this little show, mm. and it's kind of what the episode's about. Really, is celebrating the show, you know. And there are some scenes where he's talking to the characters, but you get the feeling that it is the writers talking to the staff or talking to the cast and crew. You know, it's like um, the subtext of Coulson's speech at the end is the people who make the show saying goodbye to the show and the people who made it and the yeah. people who watch it.
1: Yeah. You know? And, I mean, there's a lot of references to kind of like the pilot episode. Yeah. Um, I thought of that when Simmons – uh, talks to Coulson... How, at his, how
0: much we've changed.
1: No, no, at the retirement party thing when she says... Um, uh, she basically... She repeats a line back to him um, that he he yelled at her in the pilot episode about don't ever tell me there's no solution. Yeah. Um, she says back to him, we always found a solution, yeah, yeah. even you know when the odds were great and that's energy. something
0: that you see a lot in final episodes of tv shows is they will actually repeat lines of dialogue um twin yeah. peaks did that there's, there's an entire scene in the final episode of twin peaks was word for word the same as, as a scene in the first episode it's yeah. there's something i think well, Daisy circular has a
1: little hula girl as well yeah um, that she puts on the dashboard a bit like that uh, uh, like she does in the in the pilot.
0: It's so. funny how that hula girl has cropped up in a lot of other MCU stuff. Like mm. she cropped, she was on. Um, oh, I can't remember her name now. Who's Natalie Portman's sort of sidekicky character friend in the fall oh, movies? Yeah,
1: Dillings. Yeah, she's got
0: it on the dashboard of her car. Yeah, and I remember reading somewhere that it pops up in the MCU, and it's people who are working on the MCU. Who were Shield fans sort of sneaking it in there as not a fuck you, but just as a kind of.
1: Don't forget. Like
0: an Easter egg for yeah. the, you know, like, no, we are, we're we're part of this, guys, come on, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Um, But I've, I also thought it was really good. I think that if this had been the final episode of the show, it would have been perfectly satisfactory. Mm. I think that it, there would have been a slight sense of, oh, I bet they'd have liked to have done other things. But having said that, I remember watching this episode and I, I seem to remember knowing that it had been somewhat unexpectedly come back. And I do remember just thinking, Christ, how are they gonna get out of this? Yeah. You know, I mean my initial thought was, and I'm not gonna say what well, I'm not even gonna talk about um who's in the next season, because that's a spoiler. But I remember thinking, so is the show now gonna be um is Mac gonna be the lead character? And is it gonna be about them trying to find fits? Is that what the show is now? You know? Yeah. Uh I didn't know. And I couldn't help but think of Babylon Five, you oh, know the yeah. fact that Babylon Five squashed loads of storyline into its fourth season, only to get a fifth season, and for that fifth season to suffer a little bit by um, having used up lots of its material in the season before, you know. So I was thinking, shit, is that are we going to get like two really like anemic seasons of Agents of the Shield? And that doesn't end up being the case. The show no. actually does really interesting things, and I think it helps as well. I don't want to get into this too much, but I think it helps the show after season five that they'd already established how crazy the show was willing to get, yeah. so that helps so they kind because of go with it. yeah. So they were like, okay, well, this is just another bump in the road for the yeah. show. Um, let's let's just see what crazy shit we can do now um, as a result. But I think that mo- ostensibly, I think the thing that works the most about this episode is how much of a celebration of the show it is. Yeah, uh, and you can see. Um, that but he doesn't take over, like I mean, I've seen some times. Sh- no,
1: it's not, it's not, um,
0: it's not smelling its own farts kind of self indulgence,
1: yeah. I was about to say it's not self indulgently nostalgic,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, an example of when that gets wrong is the final episode of David Tennant's Runner's Doctor Who mm. was just an hour. Because you know the whole idea of Doctor Who is he regenerates? Yeah. Like he was regenerating for like half the episode and visiting all the people. Everybody was crying and talking about oh, him. Oh, yeah, and on he just, the
1: beach with Rose. And, and, he just and, went like, uh, and then
0: he went off and saw this character and they yeah. cried. And it was just, it was so self-congratulatory. You know, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, God, yeah, it's awful, isn't it? And this didn't do that, you no. know. Um, but what it did remind me of a lot was um, the Wrath of Khan.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, because yeah. The, the way Very that... Very much so. Because that ends... Coulson
1: kind of, you know, falls on his sword and knows that he's but, the key yeah,
0: to... There's that. There's also the, the the scene where he's sort of making the speech and his voice cracks reminds me a lot. Because at that point, you think he's talking about Fitz. You don't realise mm. that there's a bit of a bait and switch where yeah. you think it's awake for Fitz. But actually, they're already steadfast and resolute that they're going to find Fitz. And it's actually awake for, for Coulson. mm um, and that's re- you know that's revealed as the scene progresses. Um, but that reminds me a lot of Kirk's speech at the end of Wrath of Khan. And also the tone, the idea that somebody's died, but there's a glimmer of hope in there as well um, is very similar. And obviously the writers of the show are big Trekkies. So I think that if you're going to do a big emotional sci-fi character death ending, I think it's inevitable that you're going to be influenced by Wrath of Khan because that looms so large over the kind of geek landscape. Mm.
1: Um, Do you remember me saying, I think it was in the last episode, that um, I had thought of something I wanted to flag, a thought I'd had um, regarding um, the start of season five and the end of season five. On rewatch, I don't... Know if this is a thing, but I thought I'd better talk about it. Considering
0: give it closure, give the foreclosure.
1: Um, so I was thinking because obviously I knew that Fitz dies in um, the end of this episode. Um, I was thinking back to the first episode of season five, and I know and and the fact that um. Oh, God, what's the Omicron's name? Enoch. Enoch. When he says that Fitz is not on the list. And obviously we know that he's needed on Earth to do all the things to come and rescue the team, and, you know, that's his role in it. Um, But I also wonder if um, considering the scope of the Omicrons and – how it's like a predestination
0: paradox. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. they know that he wasn't ever going to be on the list because he was going to well, have to die he, to he, he, he's it to in to this work. cycle
0: of events that has yeah. to be allowed to perpetuate. Yeah. So there's there could, it could be that, yeah?
1: yeah. Yeah. I just it just it was a fleeting thought that I had and I thought I wonder what I think that you I think I think that they, I, I think
0: that they they could be a case for that and I think you could just as easily um, view it as a retcon. I think either way it works, but yeah. I think it's one of those things where once you get into the time travel and all that kind of stuff, you can oh, pretty much argue whenever you want. Your
1: mind bends yeah. with it. Mm. Yeah,
0: and how much you want to think about it is is, is, is down to you. Well, should we, should we break it down and yeah, just see if so. we've uh, make, make sure we haven't missed any key points? Although I feel I feel like we've, we've covered it pretty well, but I I, I I can't get over what a tiny bed it is that Coulson's in at the beginning of the episode, his hospital bed. It's <laughs> like it's it's <laughs> like one of those ones that you see in the back of ambulances. I'm like, guys, come on, give him a bigger bed.
1: Well, he is basically on a gurney. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um,
0: but there's no reason for him to be. I mean, he's not like... <laughs> no, but
1: equally it's, you know, kind of a makeshift thing.
0: Yeah, true. Um, so we see Deke watching the team argue. Yo-Yo grabs the centipede juice and basically he's like, don't make me the bad guy. Um, she says that she's alone. And she's the only one who understands the sort of how bad things are. And this is where Max and, starts and to And it's
1: a really valid point that she's that she gets really upset the fact that
0: She's like, I she, don't enjoy uh, doing this. Yeah,
1: but the fact that she's saying I'm I'm screaming alone and you say you're listening but you're not you're not listening yeah. to me. You you say you're there for me, but you're just you're not hearing what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well they're just not agreeing is yeah, the problem. But, but, but she's they she, are
1: really dismissing yeah. because and you can understand it, like, she knows, like, aside from the fact that um, she knows that these are the events that split the world apart, she is scared of the future that awaits her of dying and being resurrected and dying and being well, resurrected. Well, what is the thing,
0: then, in that case? Because, I mean, ultimately, who was right? Because there's the moment at the end where Robin says something's different. So yeah. what What did they actually change? What was the moment that made the difference?
1: So Coulson not injecting the centipede yeah. serum meant that Daisy had it to inject it in herself to fight. Right. Talbot. Okay. So
0: that's, that, that was
1: th- that was the difference. So that's
0: when the the whole don't save Coulson yeah. is because they need that because Daisy needs it.
1: Yeah, she hadn't like. Because they were going on about how, well, you won't be able to penetrate his skin, so how how are you even going to get it into Talbot if you haven't, you know, it's such a far-fetched thing that you would even be able to do it. Yeah. But, um, you know, the fact that she could do it, so then have the power to absolutely throw him up into space. You know, it's something that she hadn't have thought of as... Away.
0: Yeah, it was a spur of the moment yeah. thing, based off the circumstances. Yeah. And um, okay. Uh, so um, Mac, basically
1: everything up till that point was normal, was it had happened. Yeah. I mean, you see from the footage that they have from history. Yeah. You see her walking her walking away from the plane at SF. the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: and I think it was nice that they didn't draw attention to that. Like they didn't like sort of cut to a camera capturing it. So yeah, but it might-
1: at that point it's different. Because- yeah. Nobody.
0: But, but it's still that moment. It's still the same. It a is. different version but of the same moment.
1: It's different in that she turns back to the zephyr to yell at Coulson yeah, to yeah. go and have the injection. No, no. Blah, 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 but
0: but it would still be caught on camera like the original one was. Yeah. It was just a different thing happened, and I like the fact that the show didn't baby you in that no. moment. It just yeah. assumed that you were that you were recognizing Up to
1: speed. That. Yeah,
0: and um, so Mac basically says that you know it's hope that holds them together, and he says we should vote which seems like a really obvious solution when he suggests it. It's like you go always, like, once it gets down to that, the team aren't going to cooperate with each other if they don't get agreement. So it's just like, okay, well, let's just do this democratically. Mm. Um, Talbot tells Ruby that um, she needs to help him save the world. He says Dol- he...
1: Hang on. Talbot tells Ruby? Sorry. Robin.
0: Robin. Sorry, um, autocorrect. You've
1: completely missed the fact that May... Smashes the odium, smashes yeah, yeah. Smashes the odium.
0: Um, and apologises to Yo-Yo. Talbot tells um, Robin that she needs to help him save the world. And he says that he um, he, w- he will um, take her powers. What uh, did
1: you think of May smashing the odium? What What do you mean? What did you think of that as like a move on her part?
0: I don't understand what you mean.
1: Well, I kind what of... What do think... you
0: think? You sound like you've got a thought. I'm, uh... Well, I
1: mean... She's the only person with the knowledge that it's gonna be a tie. A three three split. Because Mac's saying vote. So Mac, Daisy and May are all gonna say save Colson. Yeah. Simmons, Fitz and Young. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes say, sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Don't save Colson. Yeah. She takes that hit of okay, this is the only way that like I'm gonna to have to be the bad guy here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smash.
0: Yeah.
1: Like it's pretty it's it's kind of amazing, really, because she's making herself be the bad guy so that no one else is.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's seen and yo- she Yo-Yo's made, had to be for a while, is not yeah, she?
1: Yeah, she's kind of okay with that. And yeah. that's that's pretty incredible. Like, your initial reaction is, I can't believe you've done that. Yeah. Like, how selfish, because you want to save Coulson. But actually, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's very taking one for the yeah, team. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. And I like the fact as well that – um there's still kind of a little bit of humanity in Talbot. Like uh, when he's threatening the girl, she's like, you won't do anything to me because I'm just a kid. And he's yeah. like, yeah, all right, I won't. But I'll listen to your mum. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Talbot smashes up a city with the ship as it crashes, which is a pretty serious money shot. Um, Yo-Yo goes to Carlson to explain herself to him. And he says that basically he would have sided with her in the argument. Uh, we see that Deke has been hoarding things in his room because, quite sensibly, he's like, well, if the world is going to get cracked apart and I'm going to be stuck here again forever, I want to have loads of books yeah. and stuff, you know, yeah. um, to enjoy. Um, and he speaks to Daisy about how he doesn't fit. Um, Colson talks about what happened to Garrett when he had the centipede juice; juices, kind of a cautionary tale. Yeah. Um, then
1: how, you know, it, we see what happens when you don't let nature run its course. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
0: and he's already got his own experience with that. Mm, Um, May goes and speaks to him and says that he says to him to decide if he wants more time. Uh, Talbot's gone full General Zod at this point in Superman Two, and he manages to get more gravitonium when he pulls it up through the ground. Mm. Um, Daisy admits to the team that she let her emotions get the better of her, and she says she says that she can't lead and that she thinks that Matt can, um, and that basically he's the moral center of the group. We see Coulson return and obviously we're meant to uh, – sorry, I to take a sip of my tea. We're obviously meant to assume that um, he has taken the centipede juice yeah. uh, at this point he's well, because he's back on his feet. because
1: he comes walking yeah. in.
0: But he's obviously just, you know, retroactively we learn that he's just kind of powering his way through. Yeah. Um, and they say, you know
1: like, – It's a bit like when you're sick as a parent but your kids need to still get to school or whatever and you're just – Power on through.
0: Uh, it's like I, I had a few Zoom calls during COVID, during, during when I had yeah. COVID that felt like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. hey, hey. Hey,
1: guys. You know,
0: <laughs> it's fine. Uh, and they say, so what do we do? And Max says, we save lives. Save lives, sorry. Um, everybody's phones go off.
1: <laughs> Imagine if he did say that. We save lives. Lives. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: if everybody's phones go off. Um and um but everybody's in the city and they say we are SHIELD, we are here to help. I love and this it. is nice it's because it's such it, what, a
1: great move.
0: But but it gets back to the origin of the show where the idea was that SHIELD, the name SHIELD, is meant to evoke the idea of protection. And this has always been something that um is a big difference between Marvel and DC. And the exception with DC is Superman, and this is why it annoys me so much when DC get the character of Superman wrong. Because Superman is meant to be a protector, mm. um, and in the, in the recent DC films, you get the feeling that Superman doesn't give a shit about people. He just fights bad guys and doesn't care whether they throw cars into buildings or anything like that. Whereas if you look at the Christopher Reeve Superman films, he was basically a superpowered fireman. Yeah, he he he's his main mo. Was to jump in front of things to prevent people from getting hit. And Marvel's always been very much about that. And I think it's nice that they the show gets back to what this was very the basic.
1: Superman with Amy Adams, the one I watched Man of Steel. That was like bloody destruction porn. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, well, it just got boring after it a while. Did. That's the problem. Yeah, it really did. Um. So, you know, when he says, We are SHIELD and we are here to help, the theme kicks back in and they're doing a big sort of uh, evac- evacuation. Well, it's ejaculation! Then an, evac, an ejac <laughs>
1: That's a that's a really different. Let's get uh, the ejac crew. In. Agents of Shield. Nice. E-
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, so they find Robin. Um, we learn at this point that Coulson didn't take the centipede. Um, tells um he tells Daisy. Coulson tells Daisy that Tolbin is basically beyond reason and that she basically needs to just beat his ass. Um.
1: Appeal to the military side of him. Yeah, and if, if that all fails. that all fails, then whoop
0: him. him. And then we see the moment that we saw earlier, but slightly different that you mentioned earlier on. Mm. Uh, Matt goes into the ship to find um, Ruby, Robin's mother. Um, Daisy goes at Talbot and there's have a full-on superhero smashy fight for a Is moment. What's name,
1: Ruby?
0: Oh, no, sorry. I've bloody... Ruby, Has the word Ruby has infected my um, oh. autocorrect... From Ruby in the previous episodes, yeah. Anytime I try and type a name, it does that. So he, her mum, the she tries to reason with him. We see the ninja zombies attack uh, Mac, and then May saves the day and does a little bit of a uh, bit of ass kicking. Well,
1: because they realise that Mac and Robin's mum don't survive. Yeah, and if they don't go on there, then that's exactly that's going what's to happen. happen. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, she. It looks like Daisy's getting through to uh, Talbot, but then he says that this is what Hale said to him. Mm. She gave him the same speech, so did Coulson. Um, we see that Coulson's not breathing. Um, what, one thing I don't get is that you see, and this is probably just me being dumb. I've said before I'm not like a plot person, but you see Tolbert fly up into the air with Daisy and then he flies back down and smashes her into the ground. How does that not kill her? Because I know she's got her quake powers, but she's not, like, invulnerable to stuff, is she?
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think that's maybe...
0: I mean, is that like... I don't know if it's like a sci-fi thing, or maybe he hit first. It. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought that was odd. I was just like, she was she was fine, but I just mm. thought, I don't know. Maybe there's some element of her powers that I've not quite understood, but, yeah. Uh, um, Fitz has the rubble fall on him. Um Yo-Yo goes to try and resuscitate him, and I thought, would it be funny if like she just put her hands like through his chest, like the thing style? Because she's got like a super. She's like, sorry, still, you know, yeah. calibrating these things a little bit. Um, we see. I like
1: the fact that it's Yo-Yo that does resuscitate Coulson because she's been the one advocating, yeah. to not save him. Yeah. So for the greater good. Yeah, so I think that was a nice redemption for her, for the others to see. Yeah, when he you comes know, down to it, she's not the bad guy. She's. She's, you know, she's coming from a place of concern for the entire thing. Yeah,
0: yeah, for the entire planet. Mm. Um, so we see that Talbot goes to absorb Daisy, and this is when Robin says that something is different, and she injects herself, and she sort of super quakes him into, into space. We see Coulson come round and frozen Talbot flying off. Um, frozen Talbot. Frotal. Um, We see the um, them dig fits out, and he's skewered. This reminded me a lot of Wash in Serenity. You know, mm. when he does this whole kind of like fly a lot of but like a butterfly sting, like and then he gets skewered mm. and it's his real kind of moment. And yeah. I feel like that the the death scene is it's very weedon-esque. Mm. It's very kind of captures the weirdness and the, the disorientation of death. It's not like a super heroic thing. It's just kind of like a random, weird thing that yeah. just happened. A bit like, you know, when um buffy's mum died Mm. it's like oh shit that's what it's like you know Mm. um it's not always a dramatic thing mac tries to calm him and he keeps saying that he thinks his leg's broken
1: i thought mac played that like he was so great in that scene yeah he
0: nailed it didn't he
1: just um the the gentleness and
0: trying to sort of make out everything's fine but you know
1: i mean you know they knew he was dying and it was just like, there's, there's no point getting into this with him. Yeah, he's not going to help know, the situation. It's, it's, yeah, he's and, beyond saving.
0: And Simmons, obviously, she knows as soon as she sees Mac.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, we see Mac and Yo-Yo take a moment of comfort in each other and uh, then we wrap up with them all pouring a drink. Um, and this is where we get the line about how there were different people back then. Um, and this is where he says to her to tell Fitz, he says goodbye. And this is where we realise that we see the plaque mm. that this is... a. Uh, a kind of a farewell to Coulson, um, mm. not to Fitz, and the plaque as well. This is very Buffy, where it talks about how he died a couple of times. It reminds me of when Buffy yeah. dies, like, and we see a gravestone. Save the world,
1: a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very
0: reminiscent of that. Um, and um, they talk about how Fitz is still frozen out there, and she says that she will find him. And this is where I've got my notes about it being a very Wrath of Khan. And I, love, I love, and this is a very Whedon line, um, the um, where. Colson says, Here's to us. Who's like us? Damn few. You know, that mm. just feels like a regular week. And this is the, that's where I say he feels like a farewell to the show. They're talking about the show being this unique thing, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and they're, they're kind of being a little bit of a redheaded stepchild in the MCU, but kind of taking pride in that. Yeah. You know? Um, and he talks about how he has days, maybe weeks left, um, and that he tells Daisy that he's led, left a letter to her. And I love the fact that the episode doesn't end with her reading, reading the letter. And being a voiceover, you know, it's 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 there. It's private. We know he's done it. That's all we all we need.
1: Yeah, we, we don't need to know what's in that letter. No.
0: And they say that they love each other, which they've yeah. never said before. The, and know?
1: that's that's really lovely.
0: What I thought was funny was when he was walking off, if he just turned around, looked at Yo Yo, and then went get her, and everyone's walked <laughs> He's like, try to fucking <laughs> Let your guard down. Uh, we see the the hula girl on the dashboard. Um, and he talks about how it's pretty magical. Where we see May uh walk out, and obviously, it's a core back to Tahiti. Um, and this is <laughs> she says, Have you got anything else on your bucket list? Uh, we see the team fly off. Uh, I've got a note here, I've got like no post-credit scene, but then I thought, Well, there couldn't be. I mean, what, what yeah. could, what, what could yeah. it be? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it was, actually, I suppose maybe if you were, you could have a deke post credit scene. I think that's the only thing that you could probably have done.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And I think that in some ways, the ambiguity about Deke would have been one of the more annoying things if this had been the last episode mm. because, um, you know, you could just hand wave it and go, well, he blinks out of existence. But then you'd be like, well, it's, it goes unmentioned. You know, that's that would be... But, but I think that I wouldn't be surprised if maybe... There was something shot or written about that, but they, by the point though, I don't know, editing or assembling the episode, they knew they'd got another season, and they pulled it and were like, "Let's just not reference it," and then we've got two more seasons to potentially get back to that if we want to, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um. But, uh, but anyway, any final thoughts, Hannah, before I do the um the housekeeping?
1: Just really freaking loved it, and um, what a solid season, and what a roller coaster it you sort of you can't believe you end up where you end up yeah. given where you start.
0: And all of the all of the the sort of the struggles behind the scenes as well, the kind of the um necessity being the mother of invention, how, you know, the show had got so agile and so good and so well written and such a you know, the chemistry of the ensemble meant that when they did have to try and dial things down a little bit, it doesn't affect the quality of the show at all. Mm. You know, I mean I think that if Season one, if they'd have had those those uh, limitations, it would have been a problem. Um, but I think that because the show had grown into being such a kind of well-oiled machine, mm. it just didn't matter. But no, I'm really looking forward to season six. I think it's going to be really interesting watching that again.
1: I can't um, remember that season very well at all, so I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah. Um, mm. Okay, so we are going to be doing um, our sorbet, starting our sorbet episodes uh where uh, Hannah will pick a couple of things, I'll pick a couple of things and we will cover those. Um and then when we have done that, um, which probably won't take very long knowing us at the moment, mm. uh, we will get back to season six of Marvel's Agents of Shield. Um so um Hannah, what are your two sorbet picks?
1: So I have decided to go for a theme of strong female characters. Okay. And uh, on the recommendation of Silver Surfer, we are covering Conan the Barbarian. Okay. And the movie from 1982. The movie, yep. And my second pick is the original Terminator.
0: Well, so a bit of an Arnie theme Indeed. as well.
1: Um, yeah, so um, I I haven't seen Conan, so I want to... I want to watch it uh, based on feedback that Silver Surfer gave us about how I needed to be introduced to um, one of the female characters in that film. And I really love Sarah Connor as a character, so um, that is behind The Terminator. Cool. Um, so what about you? What's your picks?
0: I am going to go for two pilot episodes. I'm going to go for the pilot episode from 1984 of Miami Vice, Ooh. and I'm going to, because we've been watching The X-Files, I'm going to watch, well, suggest that we watch the pilot episode of the spin-off of The X-Files, Millennium, um, written by Chris Carter and made by all the same people as The X-Files, so um, it's very much in that wheelhouse. Uh, It won't be problematic for you to watch that with The X-Files. It's a spin-off, but it's very separate, so you don't have to worry about it informing The X-Files or anything like that. But that's a show, classic 90s science fiction, that um, not very many people talk about these days. So I I I don't think it's even available in HD. We're going to have to watch it in standard definition, Murder One style. Um, But it's one of those shows like Murder One that I think um, not enough people talk about, and I would like to shine a light on it, and I think you'd enjoy it. So we will do that. Do oh, right. um, you also want to bring up the details of the next episode of Agents of Shields so we can uh, just prep remind people uh, about what that's going to be? Should they want to uh, get prepared? Um, we appreciate feedback. And what I would say as well is um, I want to reiterate what I said at the beginning of the show uh, about how we will be uh, welcoming and covering feedback about any of the things that we've got upcoming that we're covering, but also about Season 5 of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. Um, so please do get your feedback in about that to at gmail.com or comments on YouTube. Check out our friend shows, Instagram, Twitter, at rewatchproj, and Spotify and uh, Apple podcast reviews. Uh, but what's the next episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that we'll be covering? Uh,
1: so the first episode of season six is called missing pieces um and it says scattered across the galaxy the team works to find their footing in the wake of losing Coulson and it's obviously written by Jed Whedon and Marissa Tantaron and it's directed by Clark Gregg
0: oh wow okay um Compelling. Okay, well, that's us for now, guys. And we, well, which which order do you want to do these store basing? What do you want to I do? I think next one time? of
1: you, one of me, one of you, one of me.
0: Okay, cool. Okay. Right, well, we'll do. Okay. Well, we keep an shall eye on do, our social media.
1: Should we do Conan the Barbarian? Please?
0: Yes, we'll do Conan the Barbarian first. So go and watch Conan the Barbarian, guys. I believe it is on Disney Plus. Um, so if uh, or Hulu, if you're in America and we will come back and we will discuss that, that's uh, directed by John Milius, written by Oliver Stone, and that's from 1982, so we will be doing that very soon, so farewell yeah.